Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex yo yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the show, my friend. I'm so excited to have you tuning into episode four of our five-part series, diving into all of the different dieting phases in the macro journey. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Danny, and if you're a regular here, welcome back. I love to have you here. Today, we are going to be diving into a phase, which might be my favorite phase. I feel like I say this about a lot of phases, but it truly is one of my favorite phases because it's the one that is usually the missing link when you diet and oftentimes leads women into this yo-yo dieting cycle. But what I mean by yo-yo dieting essentially is you lose weight, you gain it back. You lose weight, you gain it back. You lose weight, you gain it back, and then some. And it's this constant push and pull. Maybe you even get to the point where your body just, it's not losing weight anymore. So this is the key piece that most women, or most dieters in general, I won't even classify it just to women, miss in their dieting journey to maintain results long-term. And that is the reverse diet. So today we're going to dive into what the reverse diet is, why it's important to have it in your dieting journey, who is a reverse diet good for, how do you reverse diet, how long should a reverse diet be, and how to know that you're at the end of your reverse diet when you've reached maintenance, and some expectations to give you that you should have throughout the reverse dieting process. So If you haven't listened to the first episode of this series, I covered all of the different phases of the macro journey. So we have maintenance, we have the calorie deficit, both of those have their own episodes the past two weeks. So go ahead and listen to those too, because it's really going to round out this entire series. But today we're really going to hone in on the reverse diet. I get so, so many questions about reverse dieting, what it is, how to do it. So we're going to break it down in this episode. So first, what is reverse dieting? Reverse dieting is a term for the phase that comes after a deficit period. And we'll get into how to know if it's the right time to enter a reverse diet. But a reverse diet is the process of systematically and slowly adding calories back in to your diet on a week-by-week basis or a bi-weekly basis, and we'll get into that too, to build back up to your maintenance, to maintain overall results from your deficit, 
or to rebuild your metabolism after long periods of under eating. So this is the phase that essentially you will slowly start to eat more to build up to your estimated maintenance. Now I've already spilled a few reasons why a reverse diet is important to include after a deficit or after you've been under eating for an extended period of time. Number one is it can help to increase your metabolism and eat more without the weight gain or with limiting weight gain. So again, this is going to help you build up to maintenance. And if you haven't listened to the maintenance episode, I highly recommend listening to that one because it's so important that we spend most of the year at maintenance. So to get there, you want to enter this phase before and after the calorie deficit before maintenance to work yourself up there to help with limiting weight gain as much as possible and maintaining the results that you experienced from your deficit. It can also help to prevent yo-yo dieting, which yo-yo dieting is oftentimes a result of deficit eating. Then you go back to old habits of eating and quickly gain weight. And that's because we didn't put in place this systematic process to reintroduce food and slowly build back up your metabolism to allow your body to adjust with each individual increase to be able to eat at maintenance with very limited, if any, weight gain. Now, there is a big difference. I like to caveat, there is a big difference between fat gain and weight gain. I have an entire episode just on that too. And so we'll get into this a little bit in the expectation section of this show, of this episode. But just as a blanket statement, we want to try to minimize weight gain. And by weight gain here, I truly mean fat gain. Now you may experience some additional weight, which we'll get into, but really it's limiting body fat. Our goal here is really to maintain body fat percentage from our deficit. Or if you're under eating, to rebuild your metabolism so that your body is able to actually respond to a future deficit and or body recomposition, which happens and occurs at maintenance. So who is a reverse diet for? There are three categories here that I'm going to classify. Number one, which we've talked about, is if you're ending a planned calorie deficit. If you are coming out of a cut, a fat loss phase, a calorie deficit, which we covered in last week's episode, then you're going to want to implement a reverse diet up to maintenance. Next is if you have been eating a low calorie diet or just eating low calorie for an extended period of time, and by extended, I mean any more than four months. I know some of us have been eating in a calorie deficit for years, maybe. You could benefit from a reverse diet. That might be where I recommend that you start. If you were to come to me and ask me, hey, this is what you know I've been eating, about 1,400 calories, give or take, and I'm not seeing any results, I would probably recommend moving through a reverse diet or tracking and making sure that you're actually eating at 1,400 calories and some days like the weekends aren't throwing you out of whack. Now I'm getting off topic here, but a reverse diet is going to be for you if you have been under eating for an extended period of time and you truly know that you are under eating. And the third category here is anybody who is experiencing negative biofeedback 
which biofeedback is signs from your body, which I'll touch on in just a moment. But if you're experiencing any signs of negative biofeedback and you think that it can be due to underconsumption of calories, or maybe you think you're eating enough, but it's actually not what your body needs and you're experiencing any of these signs of negative biofeedback, then a reverse diet may also be for you. So signs can include you're having trouble sleeping, there's intermittent sleeping, you're having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, you're waking up constantly, if your energy levels are extremely low, if you're having issues with cognitive function, with focus throughout the day, if you are really struggling with your workouts, you're feeling very fatigued, you're feeling like you can't lift any heavier, If you are also struggling with mood swings or you feel like you're constantly hangry and you're like, why am I acting like this? (laughs) This girl has been there. (laughs) These are all signs that you might be experiencing some reactivity due to underconsumption of calories. And these are signs of negative biofeedback. These are signs from your body telling you, hey, something's not right. We're not we're not in a safe space here. And oftentimes that's because we're not nourishing our body appropriately. So again, this is why it's so important to spend so much time at maintenance and when a reverse diet could be for you. All right. So now we're going to jump into the thick of it, which I know you're tuning in because you're like, how do I reverse diet? I get so many DMs on a weekly basis asking me about this topic. One, for a lot of women, especially I remember when I was starting out my journey, I had no idea what a reverse diet was. And that's very common. So if you're listening to this, like, oh my gosh, this is the first I'm hearing about a reverse diet, or maybe you've heard about it, but you're like, I have no idea what it is. Don't worry. I, again, do not think it is talked about enough or taught enough. And it is such an important piece. So that's why I'm excited to be talking about it today. But anyway, How do you reverse diet? So like I said at the beginning of this episode, we are going to be adding calories in systematically in the form of carbs and fat. So if you already have a macro count, if you don't, I highly discourage you from using an online macro calculator because it doesn't take into account things like your lifestyle habits, your dieting history, your medical history pre-existing conditions, things like that, that can alter your macro goals. So if you are looking for a professional macro count, I do offer them. I highly recommend that you go to a professional to get your macro count. Little disclaimer there. But with your macros, if you already have your macros, you have your protein, we're not really going to manipulate your protein. What we're going to be doing throughout your reverse diet is increasing on a weekly or bi-weekly basis your carbs and or fat. So what I like to do is I like to pay attention to, okay, well, what is my body? Like, what am I really craving? Or if you are somebody who is not coming out of a plan deficit, but you are under eating and maybe you are someone who restricts carbs I would start with carbs. I would start with increasing your carbs at a quicker rate than your fats. Chances are, if you're under consuming calories in general and you're restricting carbs from your diet, you're probably eating higher fats 
in my assumption from working with many women in that situation. But if you're someone who's restricting carbs and fat and maybe protein, then you might want to move through a reverse diet, increasing all three of those. But for the sake of this conversation, if you are somebody who's just historically under eating and you can identify like, oh yeah, I, you know, I eat really low fat or I eat very low carb, then I would say start with that macro at a quicker rate throughout your reverse diet. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. So we are going to be increasing in the form of carbs and fat by about 100 calories a week or every other week, depending on how your body's responding. And I'll get into that as well. But how do you know how to increase by 100 calories in the form of carbs and fat? It's pretty simple. For every one gram of carbohydrates, it equals four calories. Same with protein. For every one gram of protein, it equals four calories. Now, fat is a bit more calorically dense. So for every one gram of fat, it equals nine calories. So essentially what you're doing is you're just doing a little bit of math there and adding up a specific number of carb grams to fat grams to equal about 100 calories. So you're going to do this on a weekly basis. And what that means is at, let's just say Monday is the start of your week. So Monday, right now you're eating 1600 calories. Well, Monday comes around, it's the first day of your reverse diet. You are now eating 1700 calories. You've increased your carbs and your fat, your proteins holding steady. From there, you stay there for a full week. If your body's responding well, if your weight and measurements and you're assessing how your clothes are fitting, all of that feels really good, then we're going to increase again the next week up to 1800 calories. Same thing, we're going to assess throughout the week, see how we're feeling. If we're feeling good, we're going to increase again up to 1900 calories that next week. And we're just going to play this game all the way until we get up to your maintenance, which I'll get to that here shortly, how to know when you've gotten to your maintenance. Now, if you are increasing your calories and there is a week where you see the scale go up, Maybe it goes up by a few pounds and it doesn't subside, which we'll get into this too. If it doesn't subside, then hang out there for another week, spend another week there, and then allow your your metabolism to recalibrate and then increase from there. So 
I do not recommend increasing your calories and then waiting there for a month before you increase again. I really recommend moving through a reverse diet as quickly as possible, but do it in a way that feels good for you. But also don't get hung up on the scale. And we're going to dive into that here shortly too. Now, some people may need to take their reverse diet a little bit more slowly than others, while others may be able to move through a reverse diet really quickly. And this is all going to depend on biofeedback. So again, assessing how your clothes are fitting, looking at measurements. Measurements are one of my favorite ways to gauge progress because as we'll dive into, your weight could increase throughout a reverse diet, but that does not mean it is body fat. So I like to look at measurements and then you can also look at weekly average weight, which essentially what I recommend doing is weighing in at least three days a week and using the average of those weigh-ins as your weekly average weight. So we should be looking at weekly average weight, not day-over-day weight fluctuations as we're going through a reverse diet. And then again, just pay attention to your biofeedback. So those energy levels, your cognitive function, your sleep, your mood swings, all of those types of biofeedback should be improving as you work your way through your reverse diet. I love when I work with women and they're like, oh my gosh, this has been a, almost every single client I work with throughout a reverse diet is initially scared to enter a reverse diet because I totally understand that it's a scary concept eating more. You don't want to gain weight, but every single client that has gone through a reverse diet is like, why did I not do this sooner? It is absolutely amazing. The amount of energy and your digestive health, your hormone health, everything starts to equilibrate as you work your way up to maintenance and spend time there. So Again, I wholeheartedly understand how scary a reverse diet may feel, but it's going to be the best thing that you can do for your long-term success. A question that I often get is, how long is a reverse diet? And the answer to this is that it really will depend on the individual. But you can guesstimate by taking your current calorie intake and then taking your estimated maintenance, then assume that you're going to be increasing by 100 calories per week to get how many weeks you need to get from your current baseline up to maintenance. Now go back and listen to the maintenance one. If you're like, I don't know where my maintenance is, check out that episode. But what we want to do is use that as a guideline to guesstimate how many weeks it's going to take. So for example, we're at 1600 calories right now. We know that that is our average caloric intake for certain because we've tracked We know that's our average caloric intake right now, 1,600 calories. But our maintenance, when we calculate it, it's 2,100 calories. So we can guesstimate that it's going to be about five weeks to work our way up to maintenance. Now, there may be some weeks that, you know, maybe two weeks that you spend at that caloric intake. So you can guesstimate as a minimum, it's going to take you about five weeks using this method. But again, it's really going to come down to your biofeedback and assessing your progress markers. So now you've worked your way through your reverse diet, but how do you know when you've reached maintenance and to end your reverse diet? It's really going to come down to a trial and error process. There's no perfect maintenance number. Any maintenance number you're going to get is a rough estimate based off of a conglomerate of data points, but 
you can use that as your North Star, but it's really going to come down to, again, assessing your biofeedback, those progress markers, and going through this trial and error process to see where that sweet spot is with your maintenance. So we've mentioned weekly average weight. That is a great way to gauge progress and to know if you've reached maintenance. And so what I recommend doing if you're looking at your weekly average weight is if your weight, your weekly average weight starts to increase and it does not drop back down by three to four pounds, then chances are you may be approaching your maintenance. So for example, if you get up to 2000 calories, maybe it's 2050 calories and you start to see your weight increase by about three pounds, three, four pounds, and it doesn't come back down after the first week. Hang out there for a second week. If it still doesn't come back down, hang out there for a third week. And if it still doesn't come back down, then I recommend dropping your calories by 50. I don't recommend dropping a full 100 calories and going back down to your last macro range. You absolutely can, but I like to chip away a little bit because we don't want to put you into a deficit again. And anytime you're under your maintenance, you're technically in a bit of a deficit. So we want to get as close to that sweet spot as possible. And so looking at your weekly average weight is one way to do that. And then if you start to see your weight, you know, increase, it's hanging out there for more than three weeks, chip away 50 calories, and then see what happens there. See if it starts to steady out. Now, again, Remember, fat gain is different than weight gain. Fat loss is different than weight loss. So if you are strength training, there very well will be a increase in overall body weight, especially as you start to increase your calories, because that is what's going to help you build muscle and ultimately lead to body recomposition. So I want to caveat this by saying weight gain is not bad. If you're gaining weight in a reverse diet, that does not immediately mean that it's not working, that you're not making progress. There is going to be a big difference between that weight gain and fat gain. I want to just completely reiterate that because yes, we're looking at weekly average weight, but there is a chance that your weight is going to increase because of factors like body recomposition, which is ultimately what we want. So I really like paying attention to measurements. If you don't like taking measurements, you can simply assess how your clothes are fitting. If your clothes start fitting a little tight, well, then you've probably surpassed your maintenance. We need to pull it back a little bit. So it's going to be that trial and error process. Really make sure that you're spending three weeks there before assessing, hey, this isn't working. I'm going to chip away a little bit. Now, last thing I want to cover here is expectations when going through your reverse diet. First, like I said, do expect weight fluctuations. One reason, like I mentioned, is because you, if you're pairing it with strength training, you're definitely going to be in a state where your body's going to respond better and want to build more muscle the more that you're eating. But for every one gram of carbohydrates, it can absorb up to four grams of water. I like to let everybody know this because as you're going through your reverse diet, you might notice on the day that you increase and the few days following, that your weight does increase a little bit. That's completely normal, and that's because your body is absorbing more water. Those carbohydrates are absorbing more water. You're eating more carbs, they're going to absorb more water, 
And that's essentially just some water weight. Now, for the first couple of days, you might see your weight increase, like I said, and then it should steady out. So don't be afraid if you do see your weight start to influx a little bit each time you increase. Remember that for every one gram of carbohydrates, it can absorb up to four grams of water. So obviously, as you're increasing your carbs, water retention is going to increase, but it starts to subside as your body starts to acclimate to the increase in calories. Now, what else can you expect in a reverse diet? I get people often ask me, well, I've seen on Instagram that you can actually lose weight in a reverse diet. Yes, some people will. That's about 25% of people who go through a reverse diet, especially if you're somebody who's under eating and retaining a lot of body fat because your body's in this fight or flight state and it wants to, you know, it's in this survival mode. Now, 25% of individuals may experience some weight loss throughout the reverse diet. 50% will hold relatively steady. And there's about 25% of women who will gain a little bit of weight throughout a reverse diet. Usually that weight is needed. And again, that weight does not necessarily equate to body fat. So pay attention to your biofeedback, pay attention to how your clothes are fitting, your weekly average weight. If you're lifting heavier in the gym, telltale sign that you're building muscle. So if you're seeing your weight increase, remember that that is also muscle in there. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode diving into the reverse diet next week. I'm really excited to dive into the surplus, which I know is a scary topic, but I've now entered two of them. And I can say personally that I have seen the biggest improvements in my body because of those surpluses. So I'm excited to dive into that phase with you next week. All right, my friend, head on over to Instagram at Mind and My Macros. Let me know what you learned in this episode, and we'll see you again next week. And if you want to learn even more about this topic, you're going to want to check out my free masterclass, Three Steps to Transforming Your Body with Macros. Head on over to mindandmymacros.com forward slash free training, and you can sign up for your spot today. Until next week, keep minding your wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mind and my macros to keep the combo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it. If you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends, you know, that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.